Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Now, hmm. who would you rather have swear by themselves? What higher authority yeah, right. than, than, the, than yeah. the maker, the master, the ruler yeah. of our entire universe saying, yeah. I bind myself to do this covenant for you? Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. Neil, we've come a long way so far in our journey. We've been trying to answer a single question. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And we are focused on five people, Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, to help us demonstrate why Israel and the Middle East are so important. So our approach uh, so far has been mostly through the Bible. And while it may seem like a Bible study, and maybe it is, we have a purpose for that. Our purpose is to provide the needed foundation so that when we begin to talk about Israel in the modern era, from 1948 and forward to the present day, we have a basis, a context, to help us all understand. And it gives us all a reference point, something to go back and check on as we discuss current events. So you and I could go back and forth at a coffee shop about all the different things we think about Israel, but without that foundation in Genesis that we've established, that's a, that's a, a canon for us. That's a checkpoint for us to, to make sure that we're speaking out of that. So, for example, if someone tells our listeners that the current nation of Israel has no relevance or relationship to the biblical Israel, they can discuss it intelligently and they can just and them or they can just ask them to listen to the episodes 1 through 18 to get the context to help them understand. So here we are winding up that Bible study portion of our series and getting close to beginning a look at Israel in the present day. Abraham's story is incredibly important to that progression and here in chapter 22 we find a really important event that reinforces the importance of Abraham Isaac and God's covenants with Israel. Let's let's read it, Neil, and then we'll discuss this important chapter and this important event. So the the chapter, folks, is uh, chapter twenty-two, and the the title in my Bible says, "The Offering of Isaac." So now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, "Abraham," and Abraham said, "Here I am," and he said. Now take your son, your only son, might we say begotten, 
I don't know, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah, or Maria, and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son, and he split wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go over there, and we will worship and return to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he took his hand, he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God will, uh, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. So the two of them walked on together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son. Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thickets by his thorns, horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the name of that place, The Lord Will Provide. As it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, indeed I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies." In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So Abraham returned to his young men, and they arose and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham lived at Beersheba. So I'm going to stop there, Neil, and I think that's as far as we need to go in this uh, chapter. Okay. So, so this is a pretty important thing. One of the things I noticed, Neil, is the number of times that God says your son, your only son. Right. That, that was That's repeated. Why does God repeat himself like that? Yeah, why does he? Yeah. And why does he say it is your only son? Mm. Because we know, in fact, He's it is not, not right. his only exactly. son. Exactly. So as we've been trying to point out uh, many times, uh, and for anybody who's listened to these shows, if this is your first time, there is references that it's positionally mm. important mm. to understand what he's talking about. Isaac was his only son in the sense of being a son of the promise, the future fulfillment of the Jewish people. 
So while he had a biological other son, at least one that we know of, Ishmael, he was not proportionally his only son of the promise. And, and it's an interesting thing to point out, just just as an offset, that Ishmael mm-hmm. was part of the original covenant with Abraham, and he was circumcised sure. by Abraham. Absolutely. But the covenant of the promise to Ishmael was that he would be the father of a nation with 12 princes. Right, right. And he told Abraham, "You will be the your son will be the father of many nations. Yeah. Which is what Abraham means. Well, that, that's right. A- right. Abraham is the father of many nations. nations right. And uh, you're, you are right. There were promises uh, to Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, even if that's a difficult thing to process mm-hmm. for people, mm-hmm. Ishmael led a good life hmm. yeah. by oh, yeah. coming into the covenant, oh, yeah. being adopted, as it were, into mm-hmm. the covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, being fathered by Abraham, mm-hmm. which spiritually we are as well. So it's a good life, yeah. but it's a different role. Different role. And proportionally, right. as he says here in this triunity, mm. this tripartite, Ooh, wow. this triplet, there you go. he says, take your son, mm. your only son, mm-hmm. whom you love, Isaac. Mm-hmm. Three times, and mm-hmm. number three is are important for mm-hmm. numbers of reasons we mm-hmm. won't get off on, mm-hmm. but here he repeats it three times. Many important things in the scriptures have this sort of three-partate emphasis. It's also important to know, Jeff, that we're being told that his only son, Isaac, is the only son of the promise, but this is the first time the word love is used Mm. in the Bible, Mm -hmm. whom you love. Mm -hmm. So while God loved the world, and it's clear throughout, we just assume this is the first time that the word love is used, and it's used in reference to this son of the promise, Isaac. Beginning of verse 4. On yes. the third day they looked up and they saw the place from a distance. Right. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here, and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. Right, exactly. I and the lad will return to you. Right. How about that? What yeah. do you think of that? Well, that's a contradiction right off the bat, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. we've already been told in chapter 20 mm-hmm. that uh, God himself said that Abraham was a prophet. Mm. Now, this is just a picture for us, too, because as human beings, we can do two things. Mm. One, we can look at people of old, and if we're arrogant type peoples among us, we can say they knew nothing, they didn't have iPads, iPhones, <laughs> uh, uh, Windows, latest version of update. They, they were ignorant. Yeah. The more religious of us would say something like, "Oh, they, they were. He lived 200 years ago, and he said A, B, C. Therefore, it's it's going to be correct for all generations at all times. He knew it. Mm-hmm. So, as humans, we tend to do that mm-hmm. uh, with people. Uh, but what this is about the third day, mm-hmm. we, and why I said these triplets, these tripartites, these these pictures, mm-hmm. we again, as we've pointed out before, have the benefit of hindsight. You know, as I kid around sometime, I have a heightened gift of hindsight, Jeff. It's just amazing. 2020. 2020. I'm almost never wrong in my gift of hindsight. But we see that the ultimate Messiah references three a number of times, uh, you know, about three days in the earth. Mm. Uh, It would be like Jonah, three days in the belly of a whale, a number of threes. And it's important to have these things pointed out so Mm -hmm. that people can begin to start seeing them, mm-hmm. if they're not pointed out, you can read right past these significances. Although, in this chapter called the Binding, or in Hebrew, the Akedah, which is the, you and I have talked, it is probably the most direct 
correlation, image, picture type, almost unmistakable for anybody who's read the New Testament documents, whether they embrace them or not, Mm. to miss, wow, is this the total picture of what Jesus, 2,000 years from now, will ultimately fulfill in its entirety, right down to the very carrying of the wood? (laughs) i got to tell you, uh, Neil, uh, as I'm rereading it right now, in the moment, and Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb. Right, exactly. For himself. Not God will himself provide the lamb. Right. God will provide. God will provide it for himself. Or you can read that, Jeff, it, it, the way it can be read, and and there's nothing wrong with these various interpretations mm. or, mm. or I mean translations. Mm. Nothing in the world, mm. but it can be read. God will provide to himself, or it can be just read up. Uh, uh, Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Uh, Translated, God will provide himself the lamb which is another way of saying the same thing really right i mean god's providing it either way and we know again projecting forward yeah that is jesus well see this is who we're basically talking to people who've never read it if they come across this they're they're not these things aren't going to click Mm -hmm. but for some people Mm -hmm. especially maybe those we're most concerned about which is those who Mm -hmm. maybe don't read Mm -hmm. the Old Testament for any number of reasons and these stories aren't as clear, Mm -hmm. this is the most direct, Mm on-point picture type Mm -hmm. given of all the picture types we try to get people to see so that they'll start correlating and coming up with their own Mm-hmm. Revelation, if you will, not individual revelations, yeah. But, yeah. but but their own eureka moments. Yeah. That this is the most on point there is, and to say God will provide Himself the Lamb, which is exactly what happened, mm-hmm. as written in the Jewish documents called the New Testament. Mm-hmm. He provided yeah. Himself. Yes, He did. He provided Himself, and it's so it, it's so amazing, uh, so amazingly powerful that the Lamb of God, right, that. John the Baptist. Right. Behold, he says, looking at Jesus, the Lamb of God. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And 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 in Revelation again, John John is caught away and he goes through a portal and he's caught away into the supernatural mm-hmm. realm and mm-hmm. he sees a being, but he says, uh, you know, don't ask me how this is. I have no idea, Jeff, mm-hmm. just like a lot of the Bible. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And more in this chapter will not make sense either, but it's yes. written. Mm-hmm. But he sees a man, a being who's the Lamb looks like a lamb in some in some metaphysical or strange yep. way yep. at the same time yep. in the book of revelation yep. so we we have that picture of course jesus was 
crucified on the cross, as it were, on the wood, as it were, going willingly, as it were, as a man, just like Isaac here. Many say he was at least 37. Later, just a few short years later, he's married and it says he's 40. So however old he was, he was willingly going to his sacrifice, just like Jesus does. So we're lucky, Jeff, in a lot of ways that we are not trying to slowly talk to people who don't know anything. We're assuming that anybody who plugs into us has some modicum of background with which to put our discussion. So it makes it a lot easier for us to talk of these issues. It it really does. And the the thing about uh, nine is is that Abraham built the altar, altar, arranged the wood, and bound his son and laid him on the top of the wood. Bound him. Bound him. He couldn't get away. Right? Abraham stretched out his hand and took took the knife to slay his son. So so Abraham, this this is what, uh, you know, it says uh, back, I don't know how, how many chapters, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. Correct. Faith, right? Fa- right. Absolute faith right. is righteousness. Correct. Right? So here he is just doing what God told him to do. And, and some people might go, well, he knew God was going to deliver his son. Well, no, he didn't. Right. He didn't know. He maybe believed it, right? I mean, he had the faith that says, God will not make me slay my son. Maybe he had that faith, but there's no way he knew well, we for don't a certainty. Know. Yeah, that's right? exactly right. right? So that's, the, that's the, the level of Abraham's faith is my point. He, he's, he's going to do it as if he's, I mean, he's going to do it, right? He's willing to do it. Yeah, he's going through all of the motions at a minimum, mm. right down to uh, uh, plunging the knife in. Yeah. Now, this is what we just said just one moment ago. There's a lot of contradictions here mm-hmm. or, or things that we don't understand. Just mm-hmm. how much did the prophet know? Mm-hmm. Well, if we jump all the way back up to a previous verse here in, in uh, number five, mm-hmm. Abraham tells his two young men, and, but he tells them specifically Stay here with the donkey, mm. okay? Yeah. Significant. Yeah. And I and the lad will go over there. We will worship and return to you. And now, return. wait a minute. Yeah, now, wait now a minute. Now, wait a minute. Because yeah. right up here, we've talked about this uh, this uh, ver- this um, idea of him being a prophet. Mm-hmm. And it says here, on the third days, he looked and saw. Mm-hmm. So, We've also pointed out sometimes we can assume that the prophets knew everything about their vision. They understood <laughs> it. They knew how it fit. They knew yeah. when it would be. Yeah. But they didn't. No, they they did had not. a sliver. They did not. So all That's we can right. say here is we have contradictory things going. Mm-hmm. First, Abraham says, I'll be back with the boy. Mm-hmm. So did he have some vision of resurrection? Mm-hmm. Did he have some vision mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, being stopped? We. Uh, we don't know. We have no idea. But he claimed it out that we'll be back. We'll be back. But your point is equally true. Mm. We don't know. That's where you have to say, I don't know, but it's certainly a picture type. He was willing mm-hmm. to put the knife In. through him. Even yeah. if he had a vague picture yeah. or recollection yeah. that there yeah. was a, let's say he saw, then mm-hmm. that word could mean he mm-hmm. perceived, understood, had mm-hmm. a vision, not just physically saw Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount in the distance. Yeah. But he maybe understood what all of this meant. God will provide himself. Uh, later, a ram is caught in the thicket, the crown of thorns over Jesus' head, the wood. Jesus carried the, all of the, uh, a grown man. He bound him, but again, remember, the Jews had a ritual way of slaying that there couldn't be any pain in the, mm. in the slaughter. So mm. 
He bound him so he wouldn't jerk. Mm-hmm. Isaac was at least 37 years old, according mm-hmm. to the rabbis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way an old man mm-hmm. could bind him if he wasn't willing. See, all of these types, these I was pictures, say that. these innuendo, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. The willingness of Isaac. The willingness. It's not even talked about. It, well, he doesn't put up a fight. <laughs> he is obedient right. to his dad. He is very obedient right? to his father. Yes, yes. And uh, as well, I mean, this short very terse chapter, so yeah. easy to see yeah. what Yeshua Jesus ultimately does for even the most uh, casual reader, of course, but the, the nuances here are amazing. I mean, yeah. we have spent hours, Jeff, yeah. trying to pull out these mm. types and pictures, mm. and we have seen that Abraham was a great bargainer. Mm. He bargained with his enemies. He bargained mm. with his friends. Mm. Mm. He bargained with God. Mm. Yeah, he did about the uh, about uh, Lot and his family. Exactly. Yeah, but exactly. what does he say here when God says, "Take the son whom you love, yeah. first time ever. Yeah, yeah. Take him and offer him there." Now, you as a burnt the, the nuance is strange because yeah. you can in the Hebrew, just as an aside, Jeff, make the idea that God never said to slay him, mm. but it's certainly implied. Well, offer him as a burnt offering. Exactly. It doesn't say to slay him. It does say offer him as a burnt offering. Well, that's, again, I'm just telling you that the English and the Hebrew sometimes has nuance that it's hard. But, yes, that it's exactly right. And you talked about offer as up. Offer up. It, 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 there's nuance is all yeah, I'm saying yeah, that, that, yeah. that gets lost yeah. in the translation. Yeah. And that's why we like to point things yeah. out. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. to have stuff in your encyclopedia, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, Otherwise known as your brain. But right? the thing is, is yeah. that... Um, Abraham's response to all of these difficult things is always the Hebrew word hineni. In other words, the bargainer didn't bargain one whit Mm. with God Mm. about Isaac. Mm. It's almost as if he had enough common sense to keep himself from being too intrusive in the whole thing. All he said is hineni, which means I am here, and it implies I am here to do your will. Not just I'm hanging around, Mm -hmm. yo dude, how you doing? Mm -hmm. No, it's I am here to do your hineni. And he says it again later mm-hmm. when, when, when he gets call, called out. He says, Abraham, to stop him from actually plunging the knife in. He again says, I am here. Not just, oh, did you not know where I was, but I am here to do your will. It's important to know this is the man who can bargain with anybody about anything. Mm. And later in Sarah, he bargains for her burial place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. All he yeah. says is, I am here, he yeah. needed to do your will. Yeah. It's very important. Yeah. So I want to, I want to, I know there's some people yelling at their uh, <laughs> radio right now because you said uh, Isaac was 37 years old. Oh. And their pastor has taught them that it was a boy. Oh, yeah. Right? So Neil and I have talked about this. Sure. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I can tell you that, uh, you know, Neil talks about the rabbis say that he was 37 years old. And where I'm at on this, folks, and you can, you can take or leave or whatever you want, uh, Isaac is between 15 and 37. I don't know exactly what his, how, what his age is, but I mean, he's not a child. He's not a boy. He's between a teenager, a mid-teenager, to a, to a man, somewhere in there. Could be 37, could be 25 as far as I'm concerned. But the key point for you to know is that it's not a little boy. Right, that is the point. And, yes, let's not get too caught up in all yeah. the different ways of, uh, of uh, generational yeah. uh, uh, ways of deciphering ages and events. Mm. It's important, yeah. and you should, because yeah. I think that's uh, uh, something that's been stolen from Christians as a rule, is they haven't gone enough into genealogies and dates given in the Bible. Mm-hmm. But there is evidence, depending on how you read it, 
much evidence that he was a, a grown man. Mm-hmm. So your point is well taken. Yep. yep. So, um, and then the angel of the Lord stops him. Now, we've had this discussion before, but it bears repeating. Uh, it says, The angel of the Lord says, uh, Do not stretch your hand against the lad and do nothing to him for now. I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Right. Me. Me right. is God. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's an angel of the Lord. It's, it's, a, it's a messenger of God, but it's speaking from, directly from God. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you're thinking of uh, what we've talked about is in Revelation. Yes, I when am. when uh, specifically yeah. it says yep. John sees an angel and he yep. falls to worship, and yep. the angel says, "Don't do it." But yep. in the same in the same discourse, yep. it he he I don't know a better word, but morphs, and all of a sudden he's talking first person as being God when it very specifically said yep. an angel just moments ago. And prior. also, <laughs> and also in uh, the previous chapters, mm-hmm. an angel of the Lord spoke to Abraham, and, and we we talked about that back and forth. That it was yeah three times. So, so it's uh, yeah it's God talking. Right. Yeah. Right. The three men. Yeah. Exactly. There's the three men. The I'll three. never forget the triumph. Yeah. There's another three. Uh, there's, there's another three. Jeff. Someday yeah. we'll sit down and I'll start going through uh, ad nauseum all of the wonderful hints of the number threes. <laughs> remind me remind me of that day so I can take a, a, a sick day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then he, you're welcome. Then you're welcome. Thank you very much. So then so that was important to me, uh, you know, that that it was an angel of the Lord and he spoke on behalf of the Lord. And God provided a ram right. as the substitute for Isaac. Right. Abraham called. Do you know what the Hebrew word for the Lord will provide is? Yira. It's a Yira, or that's where you get even. Uh, Jehovah Jireh. That, well, that's where. Or Yira. Yeah, Jehovah Jireh, it would be that sort of a uh-huh. hard English of J sound. Yeah. yeah. Uh, will provide or will see. That is also, Jeff, by the way, uh, don't lose your train of thought. No. Where Moriah. Oh, Mount Moriah. Moriah. It is the Lord sees or the Lord provides. Oh, so the land of Moriah is the land that will teach you oh. or the land that God sees. There you go. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So the the, the that's the Hebrew. So wow, there you that's go. so it's so <laughs> powerful. That's so powerful. Okay, so uh, be, this is another test for Abraham, right? One another test, right? Right. Approving of him, not not a. We'll see if he. God, I think, has high confidence in Abraham. Right. He keeps giving him situations, and and except for that one place when he took a left turn and went to Egypt. 
except for that one, he pretty much did, you know, every other case, he did exactly what God asked him to do. Yeah, I'm just shrugging my shoulders here, Jeff, because while I tend to agree with you, Mm. as we've discussed before, that Mm. at least according to the the scriptures as we read them, Mm. he he did make a mistake, potentially. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Everything's not said. But, yes, except for that one, if that indeed was a mistake. Yeah, if it was. That... So uh, if we break this down conveniently, although there's more, you could break it into higher numbers and more mm-hmm. tests, mm-hmm. Uh, nine out of ten ain't bad. I wish I could say I, I followed the Lord and just said he nanny to these most obscure, hardest tests because, remember, he, mm-hmm. Abraham did not know the end from the beginning no, like God did. did. No, he did not. He trusted in, in faith that he God said, knew what he was doing. He nanny. Yeah. Now, none yeah. of us say Hineni because the, 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 the record only shows three times wherein Abraham got up early and all of them were uncomfortable situations. But in this one, too, it's the third time that Abraham gets up early in the morning. None of them were like, hey, Jeff, I just deposited a million dollars in your bank account. It's in, it'll be in there on Monday. Do you think maybe Monday morning you'd be up early? Thank you, Neil. How, I appreciate that. How about if I said Folks, something? Folks, you heard it here. <laughs> he just put a million dollars yeah, in my bank account. Yeah, yeah. But he did it when he heard bad news. Mm. He got up early to execute the command. He mm. said he got up early and he said he named yeah, That's he this is a yeah. this is important. These little nuances. These so little you're gems. not you're not suggesting that it would be a good idea for for us to get up in the morning <laughs> and say, "Here I am, Lord." Well, I think that what I'm trying to say, I think more clearly... I I think you are. What I'm saying is uh, I wish that I knew that I could be as definitive and decisive and responsive Mm. to things that I Mm. uh, found displeasurable before I began my bargaining. I'm going to try that for the next seven days. Well, there you go. Wake up in the morning and say, here I am, Lord. All right. I'm going to try that. Okay. So then, so Abraham passed this test as well, right? And uh, it was approving of Abraham. God knew who he was, and he proved to, na- to, to the world who he was. And we have this, the benefit of seeing this righteous man as an example for us, right? A powerful example of what righteousness is, okay? Faith in action, right? And so because of that, God repeats himself again with the promises. Yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, by myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. There it is again. Indeed, I will greatly bless you, and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your seed shall possess the gate of of their enemies. And I would love to hear your take on that last phrase. Absolutely. The gate of your enemies. Well, first of all, that is a very uh, biblically powerful statement that we see other places repeated that means if you have the gate Mm -hmm. of your enemies, Mm -hmm. you have the city. You have the city. You own it. Mm -hmm. It's, It's either defeated or if you ha- if you maintain your own gate, the enemy doesn't get in. But once you control the gates, mm. the gates were important. They were not, they had watchmen on them, uh, watching over them at night and different things. So to possess the gates, but it is important here to say, Jeff, not only that last sentence, but 
the Lord says here in recorded in these scriptures, by myself I have sworn. Now, mm. who would you rather have swear by themselves? What higher authority yeah, right. than, than, the, than yep. the maker, the master, the ruler yep. of our entire universe saying, yeah. I bind myself to do this covenant for you. Yeah. See, it's one thing if you and I enter into yeah. a contract, both of us are saying, I trust you, Jeff, I trust you, Neil, but all of us always know there is the possibility of things going south. Not so with the Lord. And Jeff, why is that important? Because throughout the rest of scriptures, God also binds himself to the eternity and supremacy of this promise, the promise of the people of Israel, the land of Israel, the restoration of the world through Israel and with Israel. He binds himself to this. So what we're seeing here is, by myself I have sworn, he makes an unconditional one-way covenant. Because we've talked before about these covenants. They're unconditional. Sometimes Abraham was invited to join in. Mm-hmm. But that's just like these tests when you use that. Who was the test for? It wasn't for God. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. See, now I see. Mm-hmm. But really it was mm-hmm. so Abraham could see. Just mm-hmm. like our very mm-hmm. first one, go mm-hmm. forth. It wasn't for God mm-hmm. to go forth. Mm-hmm. God wanted Abraham yeah, to did. see. And then he, he repeats the blessing. The point of it is that, that uh, God is telling Abraham, because of you, Yes. The earth, the whole earth right. will be blessed. Yeah. All of right. it. Yeah. All right. of it. Good. So you're, I think you're trying to get to the fact that any believer comes into that covenant mm-hmm. and it is for the whole earth. Absolutely mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And right? this is not the first time he said it. No. But uh, God is uh, wonderful. And uh, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. God is wonderful Hello. in that he uh, repeats himself mm-hmm. so that uh, eventually we can have a ding, 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 ding Thank moment. God, right? right, exactly. So as you and I discuss it, bears repeating, I think, when I was a, when, <laughs> when I was a kid and I would read the Bible before I said yes to Jesus, when I was a kid and I would read the Bible, I used to get bored because it kept repeating itself. I said, mm. what, what's the point here? What's the point here? And I find now that the repetitions are so meaningful. Because, you know, Jesus does it, yes. right? And trying to, he's trying to make sure that we get it. Right, right, exactly. Trying to make sure that we get it. And every time you hear it, every time I hear it, yes. speak for myself, I understand it a little bit better. A little better and the nuance sometimes. Yep. Even in the repetition, it, the, the nuance is slightly different. That, again, it's, it's this thing we're trying to impart to listeners that these are types and pictures that you can expand on. You can see new revelation of they're not one and done's where everybody's seen everything there is in this and it's over you meaning listeners or any of us can get more insight mm-hmm. more depth mm-hmm. more revelation mm-hmm. you can connect other scriptures to mm-hmm. everything that's here mm-hmm. when you're able to look at it like you're saying why the repetition here why is that almost the same but slightly different here mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Your, your very good point at the beginning with mm. your, your only son. Well, yeah, he wasn't son. his only son. What yeah. was he saying? He was only saying son positionally, yes, yes. it's his only son. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, so Neil, this, that's, that's pretty much the story there for, uh, for, of Isaac. Uh, yeah. what, I, what I would like to do now is, is move on to uh, the next chapter, if we could, and spend a little bit of time talking about Sarah right. and Sarah's death. Well, let's do that. So, so in chapter twenty-three, we learn of Sarah's death, and we learn right. about 
Abraham determining a final resting place for right. both for both of them. Right, right, right. And we've talked a lot about Sarah's. Uh, we've talked about Sarah's importance to the Abraham story. Neil, what what what, what do you, what would you like the listeners to retain about Sarah? Right. Well, relative first, to the Abraham story. Well, first, let's be sure that we tell everybody this ends the second partial that we said we'd talk about yeah. way back at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. This is the the, the end of the the partial. Uh, the second partial, mm-hmm. right? We started yep. with uh, yep. Lech Lecha and Va'ira, mm-hmm. and now we this, this next chapter is that we will sum up here. Let's just sum yep. them up, Jeff. Yep. Yep. It's called High Sarah, mm-hmm. the life of Sarah. Mm-hmm. So, so we finished, and it ends the, the partial with the binding, the sacrifice of Isaac. Mm-hmm. That we hope we did a decent mm-hmm. enough job yeah. saying there's there's so much stuff oh here to God. see, even though it's apparent on yep. on the surface level yep. uh, uh, of the uh, connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, to come. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if we turn to Sarah, and as you said, what ultimately happens? Well, a number of things happen, Jeff, and it's important to kind of list them, and we will here. I think it's important to say that while the story is about the story of Abraham, Sarah, in the death of Sarah especially, she becomes the focus. Mm. Now, Extra-biblical writings, and I know some people right away just glaze over or they think it's a demonic or something, Mm. but it's not. It's just other information. It Mm. doesn't say it's divine Mm -hmm. uh, or inspired. It just says there's other information. Some sects of Christians, Ethiopic, uh, Syriac, some of these others, they actually have more books that we used to have even in our Protestant canon mm. that they read and mm. still adhere to. Mm-hmm. But some of these extra-biblical books say what happened at the binding mm. is that a servant came and told Sarah that Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. Mm. Now, we don't know this. It's not in our Bible. I'm just giving it as yeah. background. Sure. All we do know, though, is for whatever reason... Sarah dies right after the binding. Mm. So could it be? It could be. There's other Christians who who believe that this is true. There's other writings. There are other books that aren't in the canon that specifically say when Sarah heard that her son, her only son, the son that she loved, was sacrificed by her husband, she died. So so the she he, of course he wasn't sacrificed by Abraham, but the rumor got. I mean, not the rumor, yeah. but. Abraham, when Abraham said, uh, uh, when God said to Abraham, "Go, get, you know, I'm going to take you and uh, take your son and, and uh, make him a burnt offering." Uh, Sarah may have gotten wind of that. Yeah, so after that, after they left, that's exactly the one point. of the one of her trusted servants went to her yeah. and said, "By the way, yeah. just so you know." Or, Abraham's going to sacrifice. I said, "Oh my God! Oh yeah, my God! Yeah, we don't yeah, know." Yeah, and, and she may have died as a result of hearing that. You know, Jeff, it's just background. It's possible. It's just background. Uh, we're very careful. You she and she was one hundred and twenty-seven. She was, and her, she is the only woman whose uh, years are given in Scripture. Mm. Sarah. How about that? Yeah, she's the only woman, and there's a lot of rabbinic writing on why one hundred and twenty-seven. But the yeah. point is, could that be true, Jeff? We try to be careful not to say too much about extra-biblical writings, mm-hmm. but they're there. And somehow she got wind. She thought, according to that theory, yeah. is that Isaac was killed and uh, she died from the, 
from the shock. agony, the, the shock agony, and the of agony. It, right? broken heart. Yeah. So where she was at this point when she heard this yeah. was uh, it says uh, here either yeah. Kiryat Arba, yeah. city of the four, yeah. Kiryat Arba, yeah. or Hebron. They're mm-hmm. the same. They're like the plains of Mamre or the oaks of Mamre. Mm-hmm. They were they were a locale mm-hmm. that that has now become in our modern city of Hebron or mm-hmm. Hebron in, mm-hmm. the, in in Hebrew, mm-hmm. and wherein. Abraham buys, you can read this story here, he negotiates with the owner of this cave, Machpelah it's called, in Hebron, Yeah. and Abraham buys it. Jeff, this is again one of three places in scripture where Jews are recorded as buying a location for money. In other words, mm. God gave it to them, mm. but three times it's recorded in scripture that a location was paid for and bought by the Jews. This is one of the three. Mm. Abraham Mm. gave an exorbitant price Mm. for a burial spot. Mm. And not just any, because these people, these princes, say you can can put her in with any of ours, Mm. free of charge. Mm. There's something about keeping this place separate and distinct. And we see in our day, Jeff, in the news, every day, maybe our listeners We'll start being uh, more aware of it. But Hebron is aflamed with passion. There was a great pogrom there, meaning murder of the Jews who lived there years ago. And the Arabs overran the city, and they own it to this day, Mm. uh, virtually. The Arabs do. The Arabs do. And uh, there's a great Jewish settlement there, but they're constantly surrounded. Mm. But it all has to do with they were driven out in about 1929. There was a great murder. uh, I think it was 1929, and uh, the cave of Machpelah is the central issue there. Now, we've talked about that before, Jeff. It's in Hebron or Mamre, where mm-hmm. we heard of a, a Mose, uh, a, a Abraham before. Yep. He bought the cave. We can read that. He paid money for what was already his, the land. Uh, and uh, we know that uh, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebecca, and uh Jacob and Leah are all buried there. Wow. They're all buried there. Wow. Legend has it that Adam and Eve are buried there. But well, again, that's legend. That's and legend. There's ways of getting there, but who yeah. knows? Yeah. But nonetheless, this yeah. is a very holy place, and Jews yeah. are, are going back there, and the world wow. is not happy about it, let me tell you. So that's very important, too, that's, that we that's, have that's, I have to stop you there, mm-hmm. Neil. That's, that's amazing to me that the world would be unhappy about Jews uh, Going back yeah. to the place where their founding fathers are. Are, yeah. That'd you, be like not letting anybody go to Mount Vernon. That's exactly right. Right? Right. On, on steroids, as they yeah, say. And on steroids. Right. Right, exactly. exactly. And so here we have, it's important for us, as we always say, Jeff, mm. sometimes maybe we don't convey it. Nothing is written in Scripture mm. just to help us fall asleep at night. Mm. This is important if you mm. know what to look mm. for or what types or what mm. you're getting out of it. But I would say next, what's very important to realize is that when Sarah dies yes. and Abraham goes to find a place for her, yes. he is he is overwhelmed, overcome with his concern and his love for Sarah. Mm. But after Sarah dies, it's not recorded that God speaks to Abraham ever again until mm. his death. Mm. Now, we're not saying he didn't. It's one of those things again. Okay, you always say, Jeff, what's what's it say? What's it doesn't say? Yeah. It could be. It couldn't be. It yeah. says that. It doesn't say that. Yeah. But it could be. Yeah. But it, what's recorded is God, after Sarah dies, which 
that's a type too. <laughs> mm-hmm. God never speaks to Abraham again as recorded in Scripture. Mm. So um, here we have this idea that this love for your child, this love for your wife, this caring for, this finding a separate place, this distinction, this, this idea is entirely Hebrew or Jewish. Yes. This doesn't mean it's solely a, a Jewish idea or, or no other people love their wives or love their children. But you have to remember the Bible records that many nations round about Israel in, in, in ancient days practiced killing their children as sacrifices, right? They, they would kill them and offer them as sacrifices. It, within the Hebrew DNA or lineage or mindset or corporate psychology is, no, children are to be valued, mm. protected, mm. loved. God doesn't want them sacrificed. As a matter of fact, when God in the later books of the Bible, after this offering of Isaac here, God makes it clear, I disdain them offering their God, their their children to this Moldek and these these, these horrible, beastly, uh, demonic, if you will, gods mm. who are gods, mm-hmm. and uh, he was against that. So this is also what's something that's very important to put into our twenty two story. As God makes it clear, He's not testing Abraham to go through with it. He wants Abraham to see that Abraham will go through with it yes. for Abraham's sake. Yes. So we have that picture too. That now uh, in the uh, Jewish. DNA, it's, it's so written over generations that you care for your wife. You, 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 you go above and beyond. You pay an exorbitant price to make sure she's buried right and correctly. Mm. Uh, here it never says that Abraham himself planned to be buried in Hebron with her. He dwells in Beersheba, mm-hmm. which is another story. Mm-hmm. But he ultimately is buried there with Sarah. So, so we have that, that, that this woman... It's important. They're not a secondary citizen, an afterthought. Bury her wherever. I'll save some money. Mm. She's preeminent mm. in his concern at this point, yeah. along with his with his son. So, yeah. Jeff, as you and I jump through and do our best to say, look at these pictures, look at these types, you know where I'm going to go with this. Because mm. uh, you asked me, and I said, I'll do it quickly. We struggle to make sure that we've tried to give uh, our listeners the idea of look for these pictures, look for these types, look for these hints, expand on them, find where they were said like this before, find a, f- a fulfillment to, to add to your, your encyclopedia of understanding. If we can say that we have seen many picture types through Abraham of God the Father, well, right in the binding we do. Yes, we do. Right? Yes, we do. If we can say we can find many types of the Messiah. Yeah, throughout scripture yeah, and we've, we can. we've come across a few already I mean where is yeah. our picture type of the Holy Spirit yeah and I would say and suggest yeah. and we won't go into it although I'm happy to elaborate anytime yeah maybe if a if a listener has a question they could they could send us an email yeah absolutely right? of course yeah. uh, and and we're so uh, people sometimes are predisposed to overreact Sarah is definitively mm. A picture type of the Holy Spirit. Okay. All she did, all she said, all she was, all how she's displayed, all how her husband, Abraham, takes care of her, provides for her, all this, she is a picture type of the Holy Spirit. So we'll let it go with that, but it's important to know that, mm-hmm. hey, we just don't have picture types of God the Father and the Messiah, the Son as he's called, yeah. right? We have the Holy we have Spirit as well. picture types yeah. throughout the Bible yeah. of the Holy Spirit, and most often, mm-hmm. it is a picture type through a woman. 
So I'm going to say also, uh, Neil, just to support that, that every single attribute of the Holy Spirit that's described, that Jesus talks about and so forth, is a feminine attribute. Right. Every single one of them. But right. but more so, uh, folks, I'm going to ask Neil to uh, post on our Facebook page, Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? Post on our Facebook page a, a short uh, treatise as to why he believes that she is a type of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it certainly isn't... Uh, uh, heresy in any way to make that to make that relationship. The question is how how do you make it? And Neil, I think uh, can put those dots together for you. So we'll look forward to that. Okay. Um, so uh, Neil, our next uh, task mm-hmm. is to talk about. Uh, I think our next show will we'll briefly discuss uh, Isaac and Jacob and the tr- and the twelve tribes. Mm. Okay. All right. Talk about that distribution, and then we'll move on from there to Moses. Okay. And we'll start talking about, uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, what Moses did and how he was a direct deliverer, right. right? A direct Messiah, right? Right, And that will take us to Jesus. Well, that's great, Jeff. I'm going to allow you to do what you always do, which is come up with the uh, box <laughs> and then say, uh, 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 tick these off for me as I go through. <laughs> go through. And, and then, folks, after that, after we've established that foundation, Probably in two or three shows, maybe four, we'll see. But after we've established that foundation, hold on, because uh, we're going to start talking about Israel right now. And we're going to be referring back to everything we've talked about when we talk about Israel right now, from 1948, and maybe even before 1948. But we're going to talk about Israel and how it's relevant today. Why is the Middle East and Israel, why is it important now? And there are lots of people in Christianity that think Israel is a waste of time to talk about. And we're going to try to, we're not going to try, we are going to make the case that the opposite is true. That Israel and the Middle East is vital to what is coming and how things are going to unfold. So folks, uh, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to the next time. And uh, peace, uh, shalom be upon you. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel, Why is the Middle East Important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. That's why is the Middle East important at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know, because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.